the day after the holiest day of my year. Yeah, happy fucking birthday. What's the opposite of Eve? Black Friday. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. But it's also the holiest day of the year because we got Beverly Hills last night. We got the premiere. I wouldn't say that there are girls. We don't love them in the way that we love an Atlanta or a Potomac or even a New York. But I will say that I am glad that they're back on my screen because it was a little ho-hum the past few weeks. Right. Um, so yeah, we've got Beverly Hills, we've got Atlanta, we've got Candy and the Gang finale. Really sad to say goodbye to that cast of characters. Um, and we've got two parts. Oops, somebody's here. We've got two parts of New Jersey reunion to cover. I think we can do it all. Oh, in 90, 90 days. Day. We can do it all. We can do it all. So we just have to get started. So we're starting. Let's get started. We didn't even say our names. Like, that's how eager we were to get started. Too excited to talk about Beverly Hills to say my own name. Yes. I'm Lana Williams. I'm Cassandra Corey. Okay. Now we're starting. For real, for real. Okay. Beverly Hills. Well, we need you all to know that we did, in fact, watch this together. We did. As we needed to. It felt like an important moment in television history. I'm glad we were together for that. Yeah, because it was nice to not feel crazy or like a terrible person. Exactly. Exactly. So we enter what is like a horror movie, right? We start with the, and then yeah. we go to a three days before. The ominous music, the lonely trampoline. <laughs> that trampoline, that like sad hopscotch. <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm glad the security camera was working, even though the security system was not, in fact, working. Make it make sense. So let's jump into Dorit. Dorit. Y'all, Dorit got robbed. We've been talking about this robbery because I've got my theories. I feel like I've discussed my theories on this podcast before, that it was either fake, fake, or fake. Right. There's not an ounce of reality in that robbery. So here's what I feel like I have to believe. Okay. Is that Dorit did not know it was going to happen. That is what I think. Because I do think as a mother, even if it wasn't like scary in the way that she depicted it, the idea that my kid could wake up and see like strange men taking things from our home would be really jarring and scary. And I I do think she wouldn't put her kids through that. And I do think she seemed in moments like really traumatized. Like when, when the dogs barked at Kyle's and she was like, <laughs> I really did think she was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I do think she was like trying to hold it together for the cameras and like trying to hold it and like losing it. PK 100% knew. I think PK set it up. I think they weren't, they were supposed to do it the day before or something, not when they were home. PK felt bad that they were in the house. But Mm. it seemed to, like, why did they leave her phone? I just have questions. Okay. So, 
today I decided to rewatch the episode, but then I also went back and I watched season 13, episode two of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which is the episode where Kim gets robbed in Paris. Um, Dory took a page out of Kim Kardashian's book. And some of the things she said were verbatim the same thing that Kim said, which is just like bonkers to me. But the most insane, absurd thing is that someone who is robbing your house would leave a cell phone at the gate for you to call for help. Right. That doesn't, that doesn't make an ounce of sense. Also, if you're that rich and you have an alarm system in your home, why the hell isn't it on? Why isn't it on? Like, I know that you know how when you have an, it's just like a regular ADT alarm, Mm -hmm. like a ring camera you install yourself, you open your window and it's like, window open, window open, window (laughs) open. I I just like, that's like for a hundred dollars. Like what? Yes. It doesn't make... The security piece of it doesn't make sense. And like, listen, if I'm that kind of rich, live in like Beverly Hills adjacent, and so you know, like live like in the valley, right? But like, whatever, like Googleable. There's a panic button in my fucking home with my kids in the house, like a hundred percent. It just that part of it doesn't make sense. I feel like the police should have been notified quickly because like the glass should have broken the police should have called right and those robbers walked up like they were just strolling in for brunch like <laughs> not a disguise like, in sight just a cash moment a hundred percent did not think she was home i don't know if they didn't think that she was home or if they were just in on it in the same way that she was yeah. and pk was because so Another part of my due diligence, Harriet the Spy kicks in. I read the LA Times article about um, this robbery. And apparently, like, obviously crime is up across the country. But these sorts of robberies and, like, home invasions have been happening in LA a lot. So, like, somebody will be out and then, like, the robbers will spot them and then follow them home and then rob them. But the, like, key thing is that violence is an element of the robbery and like she was like let me help you like i'll put the bags in the comforter for you like that's just bonkers to me and i'm gonna go back to the kardashians because immediately they got on a plane to get out of paris like they didn't even wait to like talk to the cops they got out of there immediately Dorit's just casually hanging out in her house, hanging out with her friends afterwards, left her kids. The same day the robbery happens, she leaves her children with an assistant. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I don't have a child, but I'm telling you right here and right now, I'm not even leaving Marty with somebody if somebody's coming into my house. That's bonkers. Yeah, I would have called Kathy, said, like, get me a suite. Yes. And You're I, literally friends with the Hilton. Yeah, and then I would have just been at the hotel with, in a suite with my children, safe and sound, until my partner arrived. And I would have been like, you can meet me at the hotel. 
Like, you know what I mean? If I, I would have wanted to see my friends. That is, that is true of me. If like my partner wasn't out of town, I would have very much wanted my friends around me. Right. But you would have been like, been can like, you come over? Come over. My kids are like, the kids don't know what's up. So we went to a hotel, they mm-hmm. ate pizza, they passed out. Like, mm-hmm. we're all come here. Yeah. It's not like, okay, I'm going to have a dinner party. It's like dinner at Kyle's. <laughs> at my house. And I'm going to invite everybody so we can just rehash what happened to you. Like, it's so, and the whole, like, foreshadowing where the kid is like, I'm going to push the bad guy into the pool. Like, I mean, I'm sure that was the editors. Like, I who right. knows if that day, if right, right, right. that's in alignment. But, like, it just, it just seems so phony and then when they're at kyle's house all kyle's the only one crying (laughs) like (laughs) truly dorit not a single tear pk sobbing and you guys can't see my air quotes but like heaved over like (gasps) but not a single tear it's also bonkers that like there's no talk about like who could have done this Like, who do you think it was? Like, that, on the Kardashians, another thing, like, they immediately went into, like, Harriet the Spy, private investigators, get everybody on the case. We got the cops in Paris working on it. We've got the NYPD working on it. And, I mean, yes, different levels of wealth here. Like, does Dorit have the same resources as a Kim Kardashian? No. But Dorit has enough resources to be, like, I need the police talking to me about this. I am a quote unquote celebrity. Like y'all need to get on this. Yeah. And right. none of that. You're right. It's a wild, it's all just suspect. I mean, like I just, I could have bought it easier too. If like Dorit didn't need a storyline, if we weren't starting the season this way, like the timing all felt too convenient. Like, I don't listen. I'm not exactly Sutton on this. <laughs> who was Team Sutton? Who was called? I mean, like, really, um, the the true comic relief that I needed in this episode. I'm not exactly Sutton. I would have expressed compassion for her, but like, we got questions. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a cold-hearted bitch but i'm too sudden i'm more interested in what's going on in sutton's life because she's putting out fires she's been putting out fires all morning putting out fires all day she's got to get that french designer in through immigration immigration is no joke we know this that's that's true especially for french fashion designers they really have a tough go of it Oh, tough, tough time. She couldn't find her dog. <laughs> you know, like she's trying to date. I mean, I get it. It's hard out here. But she doesn't track. need a rich man. She doesn't need a rich man. Unlike some of her, the other friends. And like, yeah, I guess everyone's struggle is relative. But like she said, her day was distract. Like, what is the word? Not distracting. But she had a tough day. She had a tough day. It's all relative. She didn't have a gun put to her head. I'm sorry. That's it. But she had a tough day. And she needed to get that off of her chest. Yeah. 
it was a lot of Dorit. I think we're gonna have to like obviously keep talking about her trauma around this for a lot of the season, and I'm already bored. I don't think we are. That's good. I truly like. There's I, a lot of, of other stuff. I guess we haven't really seen it in Fallout, but I don't know. I'm over it already, so that's great. I'm over Erica already. Okay, first of all, why does she sound like Ben Stein all of a sudden? Like, when she walks into Kyle's house, Kyle, Kyle. Like, didn't it sound like Mueller? Yeah. What is wrong with her? I think she's trying to reinvent herself, and that involves changing her voice. I don't know. It, it is so bizarre. Even, like, the producer was like, oh, like, where did, how have this, has this been disproven? She's like, look it up. I'm not going to do the research for you. It's like, why are you shading the producer? She obviously thinks like she's the greatest gift to be on this show. They should be so thrilled that she continued. She brings the show. And it's like, Erica, we could do without you. Right. And also, like, just because your lawyers release a statement does not mean it's been disproven. Like, that's literally a lawyer's job to release statements and to, like, state your side. But it's not like investigation case closed. We've got the lion air money. Right. She's garbage. I, I really feel irritated that Bravo is even continuing to pay her. Honestly, I wish she weren't getting a paycheck and she just had to rely on her fucking hair extension line. Or the concert that we paid money for. <laughs> <laughs> that money has been long since spent. That, that concert tour did not pay for itself. Like she did not make money on that thing. No, um, but it also like really bugged me when um, she met Garcelle at whatever the boxing studio, and she greets her with a sa passe, like she is this Haitian goddess. Like, no, you're a white woman who is also been mean to Garcelle on multiple occasions. You don't get to pretend like you're buddy buddy with her. She's trying to, I don't know what she's trying to do, honestly. And the whole thing with, like, Sutton, like, Sutton I find to, like, not be that likable of a person, but a great character, and I'm always grateful for what she brings. It's a hoot, it's silly, it's awkward, it's great. But, like, Erica overstepped. Like, she snapped at Sutton in a way that was, like, truly insane. Mm -hmm. And I think Sutton was right to be scared. Like... You know, I don't know that I would have hired security, but like no, but I would have swung. I would have gotten up really in the words was like of Jennifer Aiden for her, right? Mm -hmm. And like it wasn't necessary, and someone should have fucking had her back. And I think you know, Garcelle's obviously trying to do that, and she's just like, oh, we're over it. Like you, she, I didn't do anything wrong. It's like she didn't. Her calling you a liar, she didn't even call you a liar. She said you were lying, which you were lying. Yes, <laughs> you still are. You've been lying this whole time. Yeah. Ugh, God. Um, Garcelle's perfect. Except for those jeans. <laughs> those jeans that she wore to Kyle's house. Those, like, ASOS Gen Z jeans. I hated them. You know what? I don't enjoy a lot of what the Gen Zs are wearing. Because we already wore it. Elder millennial who's been there, done that in, like, middle school. And so that is just always a struggle for me to put eyes on. Especially on like a, a like a, a lady, you know, like a <laughs> lady. 
April lady. But oh, but the other person we didn't get enough of is Crystal, who I adore. She's flawless. I just was like, I I could like just watch her home renovation. Truly, like yes, I want to see her walk through her house. I mean, I think she's gonna have a good season. I have a good feeling. And then there's a whole housewife we haven't met. Yeah, I don't want to meet her. I already hate her. You know, I think it could, Beverly Hills needs a little life. And I hopefully it brings us something different so we don't have to talk about the same thing for the entire season. Because in other seasons, we would talk about Jarice's, Jarice's break-in the entire season. Yes. We would spend the entire season talking about the drama that happened last season with Sutton and Erica. Yes. So, like, happy for there to be something new. Happy for there maybe to be episodes where, like, new fresh fights are happening yes i hear that i hear that i don't know i'm just like not ready for this girl i don't think and i feel like she's probably not that rich she probably lives in the casita next to erica jane (laughs) is tough to put eyes on I i really do i mean the best part of beverly hills is the wealth and is the like annoying Beverly Hills level wealth like I want you to get like Rolexes delivered to the dinner table like that's what I want from Mm -hmm. Beverly Hills Mm -hmm. you know I want to watch you like we're going to a Birkin bag party I want to I want eyes on that Mm -hmm. like that's what gives me joy so Erica it's like you're not rich enough to be on the show not anymore and probably weren't even then to be honest it's just not giving yeah um I will, I did want to go back to Garcelle really quickly when she brought uh, Dorit a protection crystal. I died. (laughs) She said it made her feel better. I mean, I believe in the power of crystals. I love a crystal. Don't get me wrong. But after a home invasion, I don't think I'm going to be like, yes, this crystal will keep me safe when my alarm system that Teddy Mellencamp's husband supposedly installed (laughs) didn't keep me safe. So what is the appropriate gift to give after a home invasion? Casamigos. Or a crystal jar, crystal vase, crystal bowl with edibles. True. True. What you gave me for my birthday. <laughs> I learned from I learned from the greatest gift giver of all time, Heather Dubrow. I don't I think that's Beverly Hills. What did we miss? That's Beverly Hills. Um can't wait for Kathy. No Kathy yet. Yes, can't wait for Kathy. I'm excited for Kathy. I'm excited for Sheree. Um Will oh, yeah. Smith's yes. ex-wife, who's Garcelle's best friend, like in yeah. real life. So I'm excited for that friendship. Yes. Um, yeah, and I could take or leave this lady. I don't even know her name. Okay, Atlanta. We don't want no patty problems. I'm obsessed with Sonia's family. Spectacular. They're really coming in so hot. Like, the mom is... She said, I'm going to come on the show exactly as myself. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not showing up for the cameras. I'm going to just fight with you over beef patties. 
in this house. Like I love it. I love that they're giving us this little like microcosm of this family all living together, having not lived together before, all working with and for each other. It is drama, drama, drama boots. I'm obsessed. There are nine people living in this house in one like single family home. That's a reason why it's called a single family. Three families. (laughs) It is three families. It's like her, it's her sister and husband and their kids and her mom and dad. And then their kid. And then her and her husband and their kid. It's a lot of people. And they're literally fighting over frozen beef patties that her mom brought back (laughs) from Jamaica. Okay. Well, you know, sometimes when you want a beef patty and there's not a beef patty available, it is like enraging. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it is like, it's like when you're back with your family and you slip into this version of yourself that's like a child. Mm-hmm. Do you know, mm-hmm. like there's something about like your dynamics that you're just going to bicker. Right. It's settle in this place where like you are fighting because someone ate your beef patty. But like when you are an adult who doesn't live with your family, you're like, oh, it's okay. Right. We can all just like have our own beef patties in our own homes. And if I like if my, you know, it's just like a different energy. It is great that you can tell how deeply they love each other and how hard they fight. What did she ask her? She asked her sister, like, how are you adjusting? And her sister was responding. Her mom's like, you don't think we're all having a hard time? She's like, she asked me the question. (laughs) So good. It's like basically like Thanksgiving just all the time. Like, you know, you go home for Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and you're just like, get me out of here. Like Friday, Black Friday. I can't go (laughs) soon enough and I'm out. But it, it's I like them I like them I don't even need to see her that much with the other women I I love this family drama I still can't understand half of what they're saying no, I love it I love the accent <laughs> so much I love how thick it gets like the more you can see like I love that when it's like you're the more upset she is the more mm-hmm. it's so good mm-hmm. yep I love it I also love that Shariah's back her inviting Kenya over to see her finished basement is just so shady and petty and charade and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And like she sits down with Kenya and she says, you know what? I like you right now. I almost loved you. <laughs> I love it. I almost love you, bitch. And here she comes like ready to tell all the business and talk about Marlo's event some more. So Bone Collector in the full effect. She's still not paying people, <laughs> apparently. She's just giving us full charade. And who's going to check her? Not checking it, though. Not Drew. Not Drew. Sure. Not Drew. Drew's not checking anybody. Drew needs to check her damn husband. Is she that stupid, do you think? I think she's that insecure. It's a rough thing to watch. Her husband props her up, right? Gives her, like, sends her this dress, sends in a stylist, sends her flowers. She, like, falls for it. She's captivated. Like, this man didn't just offer to get a massage from his assistant, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she didn't catch him in this This 50-year-old big booty assistant. 
she just and then she shows up she's like in this like dress which obviously was like picked out by a band you know like just not a practical thing to be wearing it's like a beyonce performance outfit right he takes her (laughs) to the back room of his tailor like it looked like it was just like a condo she's like why are we at your tailor's closet (laughs) (laughs) go into this back room which is beautiful it's like so romantic she thinks and they sit down and she asks one question and he's like, this is why I don't do nice things for you. I guess I won't do nice things for you anymore. It's like, oh, wow. It is like an emotionally abusive relationship. She needs to get the fuck out, run for the hills and take your boys. Like, don't do it. It's a mess. It is a mess. He's awful to her. She feels like garbage. You can see like her shrink and just try and fix it. And like, she needs to buck. Like I would, but if somebody said that to me, if my wife said that to me, Lila, it would be game the fuck over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I could never. And I also, I will say that I loved the scene where he's at dinner with, uh, Todd and Ross, uh-huh. Sonia's husband, and like they're just like making fun of him, being like, "You're a fucking moron!" Like, how dare you? Because yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, what a poor excuse for a human being, this guy." Yeah, and they're not like giving him a lecture; they are dragging him in this like red him, red him for filth. Like, oh yes, it's because you're a man. Oh yeah, you needed a massage. Like, babe, no one buys it. No one buys it. You're cheating on your wife. Mm -hmm. At least have the balls to say you cheated on your wife. But he won't, and she just like. Do not marry fuckboys. Boys, men, gentlemen, do not marry fuckboys. Gender neutral people, do not marry fuckboys. This is not, listen, there is a marrying kind and it's not that man. What was that tweet? Every day is April Fool's when you're attracted to men. (laughs) It is a rough path being attracted to men. I, I do not envy it. You know, people are like, oh, if I could choose, if being gay was a choice, I'd never choose it. I would choose it every fucking time. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can attest. It is horrible. Oh, also, when we stop recording, I have a story to tell you. choice to choose women choose them every time shout out to Chriselle Staus Strauss Staus whatever um she's she's choosing not to date a man right now alphabet gang we love to see it (sighs) yes guys if you're an elder millennial like myself it's fine to come out later in life it is beautiful on the other side sexuality is a spectrum and the sooner you realize that you don't have to sleep with a man with a man the better off you'll be i think it's also a great time to be coming out later in life because everybody's doing it through tiktok so there's like a very large community of people who are just in their like mid to late 30s 
fresh out the closet, ready to go and to be loved and to love and to experience all the things. So y'all have fun. I am. If I hadn't locked it down, I would be out there having fun with some fresh gays. Uh, Lila Hall Pass? We're in it. <laughs> Um, speaking of lesbians, Candy Burris. <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> um, what is she doing on Broadway? She's a co-producer of a play. What was she talking about? I was like trying to follow and she was like, it's the first black play. I was like, what in the world is she saying? I think she was saying it's the first all black production team of a play on Broadway. Okay. Which I don't know if that's true, but it sounds like it could be true. Well, you know what? The New York Times said it was garbage, but the Amsterdam News, they loved it. Listen, I didn't get eyes on it. I got to support. I'm going to support. Choose to support. Oh my God. Speaking of Broadway, have you all seen these like leaked photos of yes, Jesse Williams? Yes, I saw them immediately. I have a great offline story about that, but. Um, the one good thing about being attracted to men. <laughs> He's a beautiful man. Good God. Yeah. And mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> that was the end of that story. <laughs> Candy's on Broadway. Um, she also was like, well, when she was talking about this black production, when she said, you know, they called it the great white. There's a reason they call it the great white way. And I was like, girl, no, that is not the reason. <laughs> Are you stupid? That is not it. Oh my gosh. People need to read up on the Gilded Age. Nobody understands it. <laughs> oh Lord. Um, but Candy's going to make some money. If Candy's going to do something, she's going to make some money. I don't know how much money she made on that play, but. Well, we'll have to check the Amsterdam news. Jason, if you're listening, send us a paper. Please, <laughs> send need, us some screenshots. We need to know what the Amsterdam news is saying. <laughs> um, anything else with Atlanta? Oh, uh, Marlo was a Monty still. I love it. Baby prom. Sending those babies, that baby off to baby prom. It was so cute. Oh my gosh. Also the flashback photo of her where she was talking about how she had five hairstyles in one. <laughs> um, okay. Anybody else? Anything else from Atlanta that we need to cover? No. Should we just bop down the road to Old Lady Gang since we're in the city? While we're here. We're closing the restaurant. Okay. The show is just ending. The show. Um... I love it. Congratulations to Chandrika on being named Major D. <laughs> Head Major D. Head Major D. She said, I don't know what a Major D is. Not even pronouncing it correctly. So no, she does not know what her new role is. And then also like when they announced it, Melvin talking to the producers being like, she's still going to stand at the host stand, right? <laughs> it's like, yes, she will still be telling people to scan the QR code. <laughs> And she was even like, yeah, I don't know what it means, but it just sounds like I get to boss people around more. <laughs> and I yeah, love that for I her. I love that for her. She deserves it. She deserves it. Um, I didn't realize that Philip was like a consultant contractor. Like, I thought mm-hmm. he truly worked for them. Yeah. 
So I guess it makes a little bit more sense why he was like so direct with the way that he would speak to Candy about her business. Right. Um, not just misogyny. Yes, that did. It did put some things into perspective. Yeah. You know, I didn't mind him in the end. Yeah. You know, he didn't like get into the shenanigans, which is what I needed. For, you know, like I just like needed him to like have a moment where he just got like real drunk and mm-hmm. silly with the cat. Like he just didn't really like get it. I watched him on Watch What Happens Live also. And he still was like so Philip about it all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Philip, you're on the show. You're like, yeah. we're trying to watch a television show here, sir. Yeah. I think he's like um, Peter from Vanderpump Rules. Like Peter was the manager. Yeah. And he was like always kind of around and like tangentially involved in the drama, but like not fully involved. And, like, he was, I think he's still the only one that works at Sir, to be honest. But who knows? Yeah. Um, was Don Juan wasted at Friday Night Vibe? Wasted. <laughs> it's like, he's on another planet. He really, like, came at Torrent in this way that was, like, so unnecessary. Even Philip was, like, I don't, like, his face was, like, what is happening right now? Like, he's, like, so mad at him about the crab. It was all, it was all weird. Like, a carafe. Like he wanted Don Juan to go and like pick up carafes from like the grocery store or like a Target. And Don Juan flipped out. This was also after Don Juan asked Torin if he needed help with anything. Right, 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 right. And Torin was like, yes, as a matter of fact, I do. Can you please go get these carafes? And Don Juan was like, No. Yeah, it was a real outrage. I think he was holding that, and then he got drunk, and he came at him, and Torrin was like, I gotta go. (laughs) I gotta go make this event happen, which was hugely successful and looked so fun. Everyone was having a blast. Like, Todd and Candy were so happy. Mm -hmm. Even poor Shardo was having a blast. Even Shardo. Even though he just got fired. Right on the spot. Right on the spot. Just for taking cash. I mean, if one thing you're not going to do with candy is mess with her money. That's true. That's true. So drinking on the job, sure, you would have been fine. Yeah. But that's where you went wrong. That's true. The cash. That's true. Now, the highlight of the episode. What is his name? Patrick. Patrick. I almost called him Brandon. Um, Patrick's proposal to Miriam, a.k.a. Safari. (laughs) That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I mean, listen, first of all, to be proposed to at a work event in the parking lot, as Todd said, in the parking lot where he parks the cars. quite poetic in a 70s costume purple pants it was just it's not my dream come true (laughs) you know it's so cheesy and she seemed you know obviously happy like whatever but I always just find it rough I I find these I find these proposals just a rough look a public proposal is my worst fear like, a, it's a true nightmare. I would say no. 
just on general principle. I wouldn't say no, but I wouldn't mean yes. I'd be like, get up. <laughs> I would be so uncomfortable. Absolutely. I would. Mm-mm. It's like, I, I do, maybe, listen, maybe people are into it and, and this is my own judgment, but like, it feels really juvenile to me. It like, feels like what you say in like eighth grade that you like, I want them to like propose in the middle of prom. You know, like, it just feels like that's stupid. <laughs> Like, it's like a private moment and a private decision to make it in front of, like, your boyfriend's mom and aunt and, like, all the people who are, like, now paying your bills to get people to come to your freaking body sculpting thing. Like, on national television with a camera crew and, like, a light-up sign that said, marry me, that nobody noticed that there was, like, a big black sheet over this thing, the whole... Anyway, to be honest, I didn't notice. <laughs> Happy for them. Um, the best part was right after he proposed and she hadn't answered. Aunt Bertha just screamed out, "Yes!" <laughs> um, Brian is flawless. Brian is flawless. I'm so glad that he went with Todd, and he's got investors now, and. Like we'll I'm back in Atlanta in July, I think. Like, will this play? Can I go get a soul roll? Probably not. Probably not. You the food truck maybe. Oh wait, but he didn't get a food truck. How is he doing them? Instagram. Yeah. So He's like making them in his kitchen. Yeah. All right. So you gotta try it. Just it. slide into his DMs. <laughs> Need it delivered to the Hilton. <laughs> Downtown. Brian, if you're listening, um, everybody else seems to be fine. Dom went to London with Rick Ross, mm-hmm. seemed to have the time of her life. Yeah. She's still with Brandon. Yeah. Shocked about that. Maybe it's real love. Maybe. They're cute. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. But yeah, 10 out of 10 candy in the gang. It was great. Can't wait for next season. Hope it's back. I hope it's back too. Please do not cancel them. Like, I truly loved it. It's so much better than Vanderpump Rules has been yeah. for the past, like, five years. Shall we make our way up to the Battle Royale in New Jersey? It's a lot of screaming. It I'm is. with Andy. It's like, you can't hear each other. You're all screaming, shut up. Like, to be told to shut up in a reunion by Andy Cohen feels appropriate. Like, is a lot of screaming. Yeah, it is. Um, when they first asked if you would be, who you would be more scared of, Teresa or Dolores in the dark alley, who would you pick? Dolores. Huh. Well, I think Dolores. Because I think, I think from a physicality perspective, Dolores would level me, right? (laughs) But Teresa's got like prison fighting. Like I, you know. That. Teresa's been to prison. It's a different level. Yeah. She probably knows how to make a shank. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, and she is real strong, too. 
listen, I don't, I wouldn't want to, I would never get on the bad side of either of them. Yes. That's a fair statement for sure. Um, only a Taurus would hold on to the things the way that Teresa holds on to things. And I say that as a Taurus because she is still bringing up things from like years ago. I mean, she's real bad that Melissa had her as a bridesmaid while she was pregnant. Yeah. And listen, you know, I stand tree, but like this one is not a fair battle to fight. Right? Like she could, she didn't need to time her wedding with your pregnancy, babe. That's not how weddings work. It just, it didn't need to be about you. But I also, I will say the only other person you can hold a grudge like a Taurus is a fucking cancer. Cause I can hold, I can hold a grudge. <laughs> I'm, I'm like deeply mad in my soul when I think about things that happened like when I was in sixth grade. Like I can feel the rage bubble up in me cause I've held it. So I feel you, but I do think she should let this one go. Yeah. But she never will. No, never. I say that as someone who is the exact same way. Um, but her little bitch boy brother, this fight over the bitch boy is just so funny to me. And the fact that he storms off the set and says, I quit. I quit. Do the show without me. Like an actual bitch boy. Like, this is literally what Teresa is talking about. Like, you're more involved in the drama than anybody else. There is a reason why there is not a single other man on this stage, except for Andy. But the rest of the husbands are backstage. Why is that, Joe? Because you're a little bitch boy. And all he needed to do was be like Peter when Nini called Peter a bitch and said, where is your peach? And Peter brought a peach to the reunion and took a bite. Joe Gorga, take a blade of grass. I don't know what they hold in New Jersey. Is it orange? No. Orange is Orange County. I know, I just felt like it was like a Jersey, I don't know. A cannoli. <laughs> I don't know I what don't they have. And take a bite. That's all you need to do. And just own it because she is 100% right about this. She's right. She's right. And like, why is Andy, like, what do the Gorgas have on Andy? Because his reaction was like, Teresa, go fix it. Like, go, like, let Joe Gorga quit the fucking show. He knows he doesn't have a show. Let there not be a show. Honestly, like, like, he knows that, like, the show completely revolves around that dynamic. And, Cause like even when like they all of this kerfuffle is going on, uh, what's her face? Jackie is trying to have like a moment with Jen, and Andy literally gets up in the middle to go and try and fix the Teresa and Joe situation. Like, yeah, it's the it is the Teresa and Joe show at this point. Like, there is not a show without them, and Andy knows that. I know, but I kind of just feel like. I could be over Jersey if this is what we have to keep watching. I actually don't enjoy like watching sibling trauma play out. I don't either. And that's why I stopped. I stopped watching Jersey for like a couple seasons because it was just Joe, Melissa, Teresa, Joe Judice at the time. 
And I feel like that's where we're going to get back to, minus Joe Two Dice. Yeah, and it's so, like, it speaks to their culture, to how they're raised. Like, they are just adults who don't get along. They're adults who are misaligned with each other, right? They're holding on to this thing because they're supposed to, because they're family, because whatever. But, like, y'all, it's okay to say no to family. It's okay to cut people out. And I think it's just complicated and toxic and Teresa will never get what she wants from Joe and Joe will never get what he wants from Teresa. So it's just going to be this battle. And then Melissa's in this mix and Melissa's like not a good sister-in-law. That's the issue. Melissa is the issue. Like I feel like Joe and Teresa would be fine if there was no Melissa. And I think that's why Teresa is so upset is because they were so close. And then Melissa comes in and like, it's just a disaster. And it's all Melissa's fault. But I hate Melissa. So. It's messy. And I I don't, I just don't want to keep watching it, honestly. There's so much pain. I just, like, want to be happy. And, like, Joe said no to being a groomsman because Melissa wasn't invited to be a bridesmaid. That's not normal. That is not normal. It's like Melissa made him do that. Like Melissa is a true villain. Like that's a really great, like think about it in like real life context, right? Like Mm -hmm. your sibling, Mm -hmm. my sibling is getting married. My wife is not asked to be in the wedding and I'm like, I'm not doing it without her. What? That's weird. That's weird. It's weird. In the words of Sutton Strack, it's weird. I don't, I, but I, that is Melissa's MO. Yeah. And like, also she got a lot of work done before this reunion. Like her face, something's not, something, mm, she didn't go to Jen's doctor. <laughs> it's like a pumped and filled in a. Yeah. Like, um, I love Jen in this reunion. She's cracking me yeah. up. Um, her reactions to like everything Teresa does is just hilarious. Like when Teresa got up and did the like mirror mirror on the wall, <laughs> Jen's just watching her. And Jen's face is like, well, okay. <laughs> um, but also the like presentation, like how she basically did a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> to show why she called Joe crooked. It was a delight. I, I loved, loved it. it. I loved it. <laughs> Um, I still hate Marge. Uh, I can, I hate Marge more now than yesterday. Like, just shut up. Spare me the diatribe of feminism. Like, you're just, oh, you took this woman down. Like, yeah. I just got at least Melissa was like, yeah, I would be pissed at her too. Same. Like, I just, this whole thing has been so mean and, and like, I just didn't feel like Andy had her back enough. I felt like, like, I felt like some people kind of tried even like Melissa even tried a little, like, it's like, you got to calm down. She chose to stay with her husband, right? Mm -hmm. She moved on. We all should have fucking moved on with her. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, it's none of your fucking business. Like that she chose to keep it quiet. Whatever. Marge brought it out. Marge didn't give a shit about her kids. Marge said, oh, they can just go to therapy. She did not apologize appropriately for that. Because she didn't feel bad because she's a bad person. And she doesn't care about her kids. Yeah. 
I just don't want to see her anymore. Yeah. Um, it was funny when they talked about like Teresa fat shaming her and uh, Teresa apologized. She said, I take that back. Sorry about that. (laughs) She was like, that was real sincere. It's like, that is only how I am apologizing from here on out. (laughs) Yes, I said that. I take it back. (laughs) I took it back. It's fine. It's all good. I do love that Teresa was like, no, I structured my leggings so your ass doesn't jiggle. Which she could have used. I think also, I like, she wasn't really fat shaming her. She was no. like ass jiggle shaming her. No, but of course they had to make it that way because of Jackie, Jackie which we're not. Um, I will say that she has gained weight. She did look bigger. And by like bigger, I mean like she oh, didn't bigger. look emaciated. Yeah. So good we'll on say, that. Despite all of my feelings about Jackie, I'm glad for her to be eating. And not killing herself with without food. So that's great. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah. There were like some moments in the Jersey reunion that did make me lull. So I was like happy about that. But it was just a lot of screaming. Yeah. I do love that Frank Catania is living with, with David. David. Who's dating Louis ex. I mean, the incest is... Good God. Like, it's too much. It is... It's too much. David's a bad guy. That's what I've decided about David. I never hated David. I didn't, but the way he's treated Dolores... Since their breakup, yeah. And, like, been with her whole family and, like, so supportive of the family so he can be this good guy to the whole family but, like, won't speak to her. Mm-hmm. And, like, the fact that he didn't speak to her while her mother was so sick in the hospital and he was, like, showing up to take care of her mm-hmm. but then not even, like, giving Dolores any compassion, like, that's fucked up. That's not a good guy. Yeah. I did laugh out loud when Andy asked Dolores if Frank had an income. (laughs) (laughs) Does seem to just be like house hopping in other people's homes. Truly. And drinking apple tea meats and just living his best sex in the city life. And I love that for Frank. I do love Frank about that. Um, I'm excited to hear what the beef is. Like, I feel like next season will be good with this like beef between frank and her new boyfriend yeah um because he's like what he's like a child an irish child (laughs) he's like in his 20s i think he's young but she seems happy she seems happy let her have some fun she deserves some fun she deserves to be doted on she deserves the man that's like obsessed with her and just like wants to give her like joy and travel and orgasms like i want that for her like she gets happiness. You heard it here first. <laughs> we we will support Dolores' new relationship. Because as we said, we will ne- I will never turn against Dolores or Teresa. Facts. I don't know. I might turn I would turn on Dolores before Teresa. I have already turned on Teresa and then came back and saw the light. So I'm staying in the light. I actually, I'm not even gonna say that. I didn't turn on Teresa. I am just very loyal to the Manzos. I am a Manzo gal. Like, okay, Caroline Manzo 
I'll tell you one thing about her family. <laughs> okay? It's like, I love, I love the energy that I'm getting from Caroline Manzo. It's very Soprano-esque. It is very soprano Like, please, shoot me. Put a gun to my head. <laughs> um, but because I am so loyal to the Manzos, I had to take their side in the beef with Teresa. But that was long ago. Yes. They did a Super Bowl commercial. It's fine. <laughs> Anything else in Jersey? No. Part three next week. Let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> I, I'm always exhausted at the end of Jersey. I'm over it. If it never came back, I would be fine with it. We need a new cast. Bring back the Manzos. Something. <laughs> All right. Okay, 90 days. We have a new couple. Oh, yeah. Thais and... Um, his name is Patrick, but he looks like a Mike, so I want to call him Mike. Oh, Mike. Um, but good on him. He is maybe the first one in history to actually learn the language of the person they're dating. You're right. And he is, like, true gorilla juice head, like bro bro um but he learned portuguese for thais and i love that i do love that but they're gonna be a disaster 100 percent. so he lives with his brother his older brother they work together they live together and thais is moving in with them and is already complaining and she's not even there well to be fair her his brother's a shit show Who's like partying I mean. and drunk and like loud. And she, you know, is not wrong to want to like come and set up a life with the man she's going to marry and not have his drunk brother throwing like bro frat parties in their house. Yeah. Well, it seems like Patrick had um, like... Patrick has had this weird life. He was a bodybuilder, almost went to the Olympics, but tested positive for human growth hormones and then steroids. A true gorilla juice head. Yes. <laughs> and then when he stopped the weightlifting, then his wife left him because they didn't have anything in common anymore because their relationship was based on him being this like bodybuilder man and she was too. So now he like sells like alarms alarms he probably should have knocked on dorit's door and yeah maybe if john had installed dorit's alarm system maybe she wouldn't be in this predicament well, and it seems like him and his brother have had this like complicated they weren't close they didn't really grow up together it seems Her, like his brother seems to be a lot older right which also is probably like you need to get your shit together and grow up that sort of thing yeah, I mean, it does It does seem not necessary to be having, like, a frat party in your house every night. Correct. It doesn't seem necessary. But it also doesn't seem necessary that he's, like, got his location tracker on for her. Okay, well, he did that to himself. He did do it to himself. Like, he, I understand he was trying to be, like, proactive and, like, head off like whatever suspicions she was going to have and like hey 
I'm all for find my friends. I want my friends to share their locations with me at all times. Love, I love it. But it's like you just set yourself up to like get chewed out on a regular basis because you said when she gets here, you're going to turn it off. She's not going to let that happen. There's no way. Like if that girl is already having issues with where you're going, like John said, like, oh, she's going to be upset that we're at a bar. Like, what do you think is going to happen when she gets here? True. Because, like, if if she were, like, a normal person, I would think when she's there, some of it gets better because she, like, knows when he's home, right? Like, or she's, like, out with him or, right? Like, some of that eases up. But, like, listen, I, I gotta say, if you're in a relationship and you can't turn by my friends on, like, you got problems. Mm-hmm. Like, if Lila ever turned her find my friends off, what are you doing? What are you hiding? It is turned on. It is turned on. Has been turned on since the day we entered a committed relationship. You all, we are at the Corey household. So Lila is here again, our favorite guest. Do you want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know it's just going to be bad, bad. Can't wait for her to get here. Me neither. It, um, it reminds me of the couple. I can't think of their. I'm really bad with the names, but he always wore the hats. Uh, Jasmine and Gino. Yeah, a little bit like that, where she's going to be controlling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, who else do we have? Kobe and Emily. I'm rooting for them. I am too. Like. The way that they were both just, like, so excited to have had, like, good sex again was just so sweet. And then, like, when they got home to meet that beautiful child and Kobe just started sobbing, I cried. I cried, too. I cried, three. (laughs) Well, I mean, listen, if her parents have been feeling some kind of way they've not met this man they didn't know how serious it was all this stuff and you really could see like they like a relief a melting like he really was so emotional to meet him mm-hmm. and like not pushy and not we you know and Colvin was like you know cautious obviously he's not seen him in person before mm-hmm. and he really was so like understanding of it and was so like just truly emotional to be in his presence it was beautiful it was it was exactly the response you would want like he cried in the car he cried when he got inside yeah it's like oh he really like loves his kid he really wants to make this work and i think her parents felt like he's really gonna like try mm-hmm. and like they're i you could tell that they're trying too like they're trying like yes they have these biases but like they're trying to work through them and to welcome him with open arms and to i guess root for them as a couple in the same way that we are yeah it's and, nice to see yeah i like i feel like the couples this season like act well, not all of them but like more than normally like they actually like each other and like act, are actually in love 
I think so. I do think that it, probably it's in part because it is the season of like the COVID length of waiting for their visas to process. Uh-huh. So like everybody waited two years at least. Yeah. So that's like a long, I mean, I don't know. That's like a long time to wait if you're not coming to try and like, if you don't really love the person. Yeah. And they all seem to have like met. They all seem to have like uh, understand a way to communicate with each other. We've got a lot of people who speak the same language mm -hmm. more than ever before. Mm -hmm. I think mo all of them do all of them speak the same language. Yeah. Shockingly. Except, and we didn't hear this last um, episode, the older woman with the Arab man. I don't think she speaks Arabic. She doesn't, but he spe he spoke English. He spoke English. Oh, interesting. Sometimes they straight up like can't communicate without an app. Yeah. yeah. Like remember Memphis and Hamza? I know. That's so funny. Well, anyway, listen, people knowing the same language, great step up this year. They had all that time in quarantine to like fucking learn Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I got Duolingo. I didn't learn a language. <laughs> um, Guillermo is so sweet. He's so cute. When they were driving from Dulles to Charlottesville and he's just like pointing out the hay bales and the cows. <laughs> like it was just so sweet. And he was just so excited for everything. Yeah. And she was, like, into it. She mm -hmm. wasn't, like, um... She wasn't mean about it. Yeah. She just, like, actually thought it's really sweet and, like, refreshing to, like, see all these new things through his eyes. Mm -hmm. It was sweet. Yeah. There's definitely going to be issues with the money just because she has money, all the money. He can't make money. Like, you can see it where when he wanted the laptop and then there was that was their first fight right off the bat. Yeah, but I understood where she was coming from. She was like, I have a laptop. Right. Like, I agree. There are bigger things that we, like, you have no storage space. We need to get a dresser for you to, like, store your clothes. Right. He doesn't need a laptop. Yeah. I think he's just, like, he's still young and, like, doesn't understand how much it costs to live. Yeah. Um... Date or not David, uh, Jabri and Miona and the mysterious David, David. Um, does David live in South Dakota, LA, or Serbia? I think he's in LA. Take me a while to catch up on who these people are. Jabri, Jabri and Miona in South Dakota. Miona's the one that looks like a Kardashian. In Serbia. Oh, they so, made the spaghetti, uh, the fettuccine, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They made a now frozen... Listen. <laughs> now listen, okay? Here's the deal, though, about this thing. It wasn't... It couldn't have been, like, the worst thing in the entire world. It was just, like, a frozen fettuccine. We've all had one, right? We've all, like, had a frozen meal that you cook in a skillet. I think the producers were, like... No, I think that, like, her... I get why he was irritated, though. Like, it's not polite. Like, they asked them to cook. They knew they couldn't cook. They knew neither of them knew how to cook and they asked them to cook for them. So they made them a meal mm -hmm. and you have to just say like, thank you. Thank you for putting in an effort and trying. You could have just kept your fucking mouth shut and not eaten the chicken. I, I thought it was rude. I would have flamed them. 
Like, also, okay, there's a difference between, like, a Trader Joe's frozen meal and, like, one from, like, Safeway. But she, how would she have had context to know that? I mean, she doesn't. And I don't even know if there's Trader Joe's in South Dakota. Right. But I would be disgusted. Yeah, I, but they're, like, a grown-ups. I thought they just didn't handle it well. I thought they could have just said, like, thank you and and went about their business and like talked about it later and i thought she was like a good sport about it yes she was but he was really irritated and i also would have been irritated like if it was my people and they were just being rude when like we had put yeah. in this little effort it's like it's I, not I necessary see i see that i thought they were tr- i thought they were trying they really like it's out of their comfort zone she doesn't fucking want to be there she's made that abundantly clear she's trapped in south dakota and now she's got a cook and she like doesn't compre- like understand it. Like in her culture, it's like she's home. Her mom takes care of her. Mm-hmm. She's like, what the fuck's happening? You want me like the parents want me to cook? She's like just landed. It's day two. And she's like making fucking fettuccine. And she just literally wanted to make them corn dogs and he wouldn't let her. And I love that for her. Yeah, she should have made the corn dogs. Yeah. Corn dogs and string cheese would have been a fine dinner. Did he helped with the meal too, though, right? Yeah, but then she just dumped it in the pan. I mean, it's not like yeah. you didn't have to do anything. Yeah, the salad looked nice. Yeah, good for them. I mean, listen, whatever. Every, I They're don't know trying. when things like that happen. I always feel like this is all scripted because it's just like I could just see the producers being like, "Talk about how much you hate it," and then <laughs> t- and then they tell him. Be angry about it, and I don't know. But no, I think yes, yeah, you're right. But also, I think it could have been real. Yeah, that's how television works. <laughs> but I do think that David lives in is in LA now. Mm-hmm. Is li- grew up in South Dakota with Jabri, and is originally from Serbia. Mm-hmm. I think that's I guess like spent a lot of time in Serbia. Yeah, but I think they they went back because that's how he sort of got introduced to Serbia. They would go together, and they're apparently like, um, like brothers, godfather, fathers to each other's non-existent children by a priest. Yeah, but like also like he's his David is Jabri's godfather in the Serbian church. I see. So, like, I guess, I don't know if it's, like, one of those, like, Orthodox, because I know some Orthodox groups, you have to, like, have someone kind of, like, sponsor you in order to come into the church. So, I don't know if it's like that. Maybe it's like that. Because that's what happened when, like, Libby had to go to... um, Oh, yeah, Moldova. Moldova, and they had to go into the church. She had to get baptized. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, they could get married. Of, well, yeah, this is the religion that I was born into, Orthodox. And yeah, you like my sister, her husband had to become Orthodox for them to get married at our church. Yeah. It'll be interesting <laughs> to like see this like play out because she hates the friend and he's not feeling it, but he's got to like make money with this band. I don't trust Bilal. I'm going to sit back, everyone, and, and listen. I'm going to listen live. It was great. Thanks for letting me join. Bye, Lila. Um, No, Bilal is trying to like play her. Yeah. I 
hate, I've said this before, I hate when they do this shit about kids. I thought you were going to be like, I hate men. (laughs) That too. But like, she clearly wants kids. And he's trying to make it like she's this child and she doesn't understand that like having kids is hard and expensive and it's going to change their lifestyle. Like, she's a grown fucking woman who's like at like, like an elder maternal age who knows she wants children. Mm -hmm. So like, don't fuck with her. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want kids, you should have fucking said that clearly to her when she had conversations about it before you got engaged, before she came to America and uprooted her fucking life. Don't fuck with her and don't try and make her look like an idiot. Correct. I have nothing else to say. But also he did like also throw her under the bus with like his family he like tried to make her look bad in front of his family which was like real weird like he's got a complex something's not right with him that's why i don't trust him i wrote it down i wouldn't trust (laughs) bilal (laughs) um anybody else i don't think so Maybe we missed someone, but they weren't that important if we did. Oh, guess we did. Like always. Ari and Binium. Oh, that's right. They're in route to America. Yes. Lots and lots of drama. They had the most dramatic goodbye. And listen, you know I'm not on Ari's side, right? But like, I also would not have let my kid out of that car to see them if they didn't walk over to me. See, I thought that that was so foul. I was like, you can at least, like, let them say goodbye. Well, they had already said goodbye to him earlier that day. He had taken him to a lunch that she wasn't included in, which was fine, right? Yeah. They had had time with him. And, like, they could have just walked over to the car and, like, been fucking polite. They had that option. Yeah. And if someone was rude to you... No way. There's no way you would let them say goodbye to your kid. You fucking know that. I know. But, like, if I knew I was never going to see them again, I'd be like, I wouldn't get out the car. But I would tell them. No. No, you wouldn't. I think I would. I think I would. No, I wouldn't. You don't get access to my kid if you don't, if you can't treat me with, like, basic respect. Yeah, no. Yeah. Fuck that. I wouldn't. Because they could have just come up. She didn't try and go to lunch. She let, you know what I mean? She let them have all of this time and space without her to process and say goodbye and all this stuff. And like, they're just, they chose to come to the airport to say goodbye. They could have walked up and said like, bye girl. Yeah. Like, that's all they had to do. Yeah, I probably would have been like, y'all can stand on the sidewalk and wave bon voyage as we walk inside. But no, y'all had your moment. Yeah. Okay, you convinced me. I wouldn't have done it. Um, and off to New Jersey they go. Off to Jersey. Best of luck to everybody in the state of New Jersey. <laughs> Shout out to New Jersey. Um, I think that's it for this week. All right. Shout out. I have a great shout out. Okay, well then go. It's going to sound unexpected since you know my feelings on her. But I'm going to shout out Miss Kenny Moore. Oh, you all get ready for the story of a lifetime. Okay. 
So as I mentioned last week, I went to Atlanta for work. I saw Stacey Abrams. She is everything. It was like truly everything I needed after a very long, hard week. So I didn't have time to go to Ology. I was bummed. My flight was delayed. The Atlanta airport is like the worst place in the world. So I like travel the corridor of the Atlanta airport for 17 minutes to like find the pre-check entrance. I finally arrive and I look up and who do I see a vision in white? <laughs> Miss Kenny Moore. <laughs> Miss Kenny Moore with Brooklyn going through pre-check like normal people. Like no marching band. No marching band. Kenya no how more hair care. Kenya. And the sweetest little Brooklyn, let me tell you about Brooklyn, that like, she's so cute <laughs> and she was so sweet and just like a total little ham, like waving at all the people, smiling, eating her apple, living her best life. So we go through pre-check and obviously I'm freaking out. I have taken several photos. I'm texting Lana, like not breathing <laughs> and like trying to like get myself situated. I get through pre-check and she was in front of me, but then we like go and... I see she's still there waiting for her bag. So then I creep and stand. I like overhear her conversation. She's talking to somebody. She's saying she's going to meet them downstairs. So I'm convinced she's like meeting a man and I'm about to like crack a case that like who she's dating now. So I literally go down. I follow her down to the, to the train. I go right in front of her. I see this man standing there, like looking like he's waiting for someone. And I stared at him for so long and he kind of was like a, Dennis looking man. I was like, oh my God, is that Dennis? Is she dating Dennis? It was not. It didn't even actually look that much like Dennis, but it was like a similar face Wait, structure. Dennis who? Portia's Dennis. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant Bethany's Dennis. And I was like, he's dead. No. No. <laughs> no, the hot dog king. Okay. So I'm literally staring at this man. It was just like a weird thing to do in the airport. She walks right past this man. She all know him. It turns out she's meeting like the nanny. I... I step back. I don't get on a train to listen to her whole conversation. Meanwhile, I've not said a single word to her and I continue to not do so. I sit next to her on the train or stand next to her on the train, creep a photo and overhear her conversation where she's talking about how she's going to New York for someone's birthday and she's stressed because the accommodations aren't five stars. She's like, find her own lodging. And she's like so irritated and she's so Kenya. So I obviously couldn't say anything to her because... I didn't even know it was going to come out. And I thought she was going to freak out at me, but Brooklyn waved at me and smiled at me. And like, it was, it was just like the highlight of my trip. I will post the photos on the Instagram for you all. It was honestly, I've been like holding this in for like several days now. I couldn't wait to tell this pod. I should have filmed a special episode. I was freaking out. You heard it here first. Starters. Should we call people starters? <laughs> Is that what our fans are called? <laughs> Let us know if you want to be called starters. Um, but I felt powerful through osmosis, like through the phone. Like I felt the energy. I was hyperventilating and I was just on my couch. And I was so excited for you. And I still am. What a blessing. I feel like I'm beaming. My face hurts from joy. Just like talking about it. It was such a rush to see a housewife at the airport is like one of life's greatest gifts. I once saw Vicki Gundelson at the Chicago airport in a transfer. And I was like, 
<laughs> that would be someone that I would love to see in an airport. You know she's yelling at somebody. She wasn't, and she looked great. Oh, okay. Good for her. But we were rushing, you know, it's never like you never can get like a moment with them. But I, we love to see it. We'd love to see it. And if she, if I had gotten down there and there was like another fucking household, like if she was meeting Candy, I would have literally collapsed. Um, my shout out this week um, is to everyone who listened to me talk about this new show that I discovered after I went to the Mormon temple. <laughs> okay, so Mary and I went to the temple and were like traumatized and we like needed to like calm our nerves. So we came back to my house and we were watching this show called Pig Royalty. Have you ever heard of it? No. Okay, y'all. This is the greatest show in the history of television. It is about two feuding families in the farmlands of San Antonio who are raising show pigs. So like, you know how there's like dog shows? Mm -hmm. There are pig shows where you show off your pigs. And these two families are basically the Montagues and the Capulets of the pig showing world and have this massive feud. But like, at the same time, there are all of these other elements of the show. We've got lesbians. We've got queer pig coaches. We've got drag queen-esque judges who are judging the pig show competition thing. We've got ladies with big hair who are sleeping with the judges. We've got... Um, foreign exchange students from Spain who just happened to fall into the big showing world. We've got natural disasters. We've got tornadoes. We've got everything. If you name an element to a show, I guarantee you it's part of pig royalty. And so I just want everybody to watch pig royalty. I forgot the best part. The One of the main characters is a 10-year-old boy who is also a 45-year-old man at the same time. Like, he looks like a 10-year-old and a 45-year-old had a baby. <laughs> and, well, that sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, mixed together. Uh -huh. um, and his name is Nugget. And he looks like a Nugget. And people are like, why is his name Nugget? And everybody's like, we don't know. Maybe because he looks like a chicken nugget. And he is a star. He, like, has this, like, lowly voice and he talks like this. And he's this little fat kid and he wears a bow tie when he shows his pigs. And it's the best. So what's his actual age? Ten. Okay, I see. And where do we get eyes on this show? Discovery Plus. I don't even know why I asked. Discovery I don't, even, I don't know why I asked to do with Discovery Plus. And, like, it's a very unassuming, like, little picture that you get uh -huh. when you look at it. Um, but, my, oh, my, I was not expecting this. Like, because, you know, I watch, like, uh, Wicked Tuna. So I was expecting, like, a Wicked Tuna, a swamp people right. sort of show. But, it's no, got layers. it delivered on every okay. front. Right. Every front. Five minutes in, we're talking about lesbians. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. There are pig showing lesbians.
and I'm all This is the power of reality television. Exactly. I mean, like, what a whole slice of a universe that we had no idea existed. None. None. Oh, there's scamming involved. Like, I thought people just showed their pigs at, like, county fairs. No, there's that. But then there are people who put on pig shows. And, like, this one woman put on a pig show, charged $600 for people to, like, show their pigs. And then basically what you're supposed to do at the end is take that money and, like, put it back into the community. So you donate it to, like, a 4-H, an Mm -hmm. FFA, set, set up a scholarship. This bitch went straight to the nail salon with the money from the pig show. She was just raking in the dough. And then the producers like asked her how much money she made. She was like, I don't know. Wild. I'm telling well, why you. Why do you have to give the money back if you. If because you it's just like the code. It's like what you're I supposed see. to do. Like it's supposed to be for the kids. Like it's kids showing these pigs. I see. Okay. Didn't realize it was all children showing the pigs. Yes. I see. Okay. All right. We're going to get eyes on it. Yes. And report back. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, And then other than that, I would say we should tune into Love and Marriage DC. Yes. Which is Monique Samuel's new show that starts this week, I think. Yeah. I think on Saturday. So check it out see if it's worth it apparently she's telling the full story i don't know what that means but that's what the trailer keeps saying yeah i gotta say i watched the trailer and i i was very excited at the concept i was not so excited about the trailer but we're gonna get eyes on the first episode and see how we feel own um i love an own show but it's not for everyone yeah i will say that I tried Love and Marriage Huntsville and I just couldn't get into it. I think it was because they were like too Southern. Like I yeah. didn't understand it. Um, but I think DC will probably be better. All right. going to give it a go. All right. And with that, we bid you adieu. Like us. Wait, what is it? Like, rate, follow, r- review. Um, follow us on Instagram at we're starting pod um and share with a friend come on y'all we're trying to get paid we've made three (laughs) dollars all right we'll talk to you all later Bye. bye